Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Jake Smith. This is Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. I'm joined today by a special guest. It's CEO of Midfin Systems, Suyash Sinha. Suyash, thank you for joining the program. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. So our listeners really want to understand Midfin. You're working on a lot of things, and so I'm going to let you tell the story. But can you tell your company's history and your role with the company and in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. I started Midfin Systems in 2014. Uh, before that, I was working at Microsoft for 14 years, building their cloud-scale data centers and infrastructure fabrics. And I realized that there was a huge gap out there in terms of enterprise being able to get the economics of cloud. Virtualization has been around for decades, right? But it's really the thing that cloud brings home is the economics. It's very, very interesting. Just to give you a sense, typical enterprises spend about 35% of their operating expenses on servers, which are the horses, which are the workhorses of all the infrastructure workloads, as opposed to a cloud environment where servers are basically in about 80% of the cost. So if you think about that from a perspective of purely cost arithmetic, then the economics are wholly different between enterprise and the cloud. So we wanted to bring open stack-based solution that is comprised of proven battle-tested hypervisors like KVM in the open source and Ceph block storage. And we wanted to bring it all together with a fast kind of model so that people could basically run data center infrastructure across multiple physical locations very, very easily from a single sort of control plane. So really what we're bringing in is the economics of cloud to the edge or small data centers. So, simple, intelligent, e-fabric, but why? Why did you invent this? Why did you leave Microsoft? There's a big story there. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, you know, when I was working on some of the large-scale data center problems in Microsoft, one of the things I realized is that we take for granted an architecture where the management and the data plane instances of cloud, which is, you know, the workhorses, the server switches, all of that stuff. And all of the configuration, the management, they all need to be co-located in a certain place. And that sort of led to the scenario where all the traditional sort of cloud infrastructure is deployed in data centers. And then somehow try to, uh, people try to connect it all together. So the eFabric was this idea of eFabric actually stands for edge fabric. And this idea that, you know, the control plane can be entirely decoupled from the data plane. And the control plane, while it runs in the cloud, it's massively scalable, it's geo-distributed. Data plane instances can be as small as a single node, a single edge device sitting in the middle of a factory floor. Or it could be as large as you know, several dozens of racks of servers. Now, if you imagine this whole scenario, you're talking about data plane that can be instantiated in minutes rather than months. So if you have the rack space, you could basically get up and running with the cloud infrastructure using eFabric in an order of like, say, 30 to 40 minutes, entire racks can be brought online because of this unique architecture that we bring to the table. And that was something that, you know, even the cloud guys are not fully there yet. If you look at the big cloud service providers, they have this notion of fabric controllers. And these fabric controllers tend to control a single data center at a time. And then they, again, connect them together. So we took a leapfrog in terms of, you know, how the whole control plane works being entirely software-defined, entirely based on sort of, you know, it runs on any sort of commodity server or switch. 
particularly open compute project hardware. So that was sort of, you know, I felt it was a big enough project that, you know, I should quit a very highly rewarding career at Microsoft and start this. Well, it's, it's a great story, and, and I love pioneers and risk takers, but more importantly, your vision and development, Suyash, at Midfin has been spectacular. Let's talk a little bit about Infrastructure 3.0. It's a transformative way that your company is thinking about managing infrastructures. Talk about it, please. The Infrastructure 3.0 is really about four fundamental things. You know, we want to be in this generation of infrastructure, be plug and play on open hardware. You know, there are plug-and-play options on closed and proprietary hardware stacks. But what if you could be plug-and-play on open hardware, which suddenly led to a greater agility, like, you know, 40 to 50 times higher agility in deploying new data centers, provisioning new capacity, all of that. The second hallmark of this was a distributed control plane, which basically meant that IT administrators and system administrators, the network administrators, didn't actually have to manage boxes. So this really leads to the paradigm shift of, servers being treated as pets and then as cattle, and now we are treating them as ants. You know, you talk about server farms, you talk about hundreds of nodes, you talk about thousands of nodes being managed centrally through a distributed control plane infrastructure. The third part was combining not just compute and storage, but also network and security into a common, call it super convergence, call it, you know, hyperconvergence plus plus, but I like to call it basically simple micro-segmented data plane. What that means is if I control all the types of resources in a software-defined manner, I can now stitch together data plane instances that not only provide virtualization, but they are a whole lot more smarter about how these different types of virtualizations fit together. Like what do you need to do in network virtualization? What do you need to do in storage virtualization and compute so that you could have a secure against ransomware kind of zones for provisioning workloads? Or what should you do so that you can prevent malware from entering in a remote edge node that may be sitting in a wall in a railway platform somewhere? And the fourth big pillar was cloud connected. So public cloud is here to stay. You know, every customer I talk to, they're either thinking about the cloud or they have already started experimenting. Partly they're planning to move, you know, X percent of their workloads into the public cloud. So this new infrastructure 3.0 had to be cloud connected as, you know, treating public cloud as a first class citizen. So in that regard, we have made a lot of inroads with large cloud providers, particularly sort of, you know, around Microsoft Azure that we have very deep uh, integrations with. And we are able to now move people from one data center to another data center to the public cloud and back in a very, very seamless, fluid motion through this infrastructure 3.0, which is what we call eFabric. Talk a little bit about where we go from where we are today, from a software-defined cloud-based infrastructure to functionable infrastructure that really transforms industries. You know, we all have crystal balls, but one of the things I wrote in a blog in 2015, December, was that when we look at cloud today, we are imagining a certain scale. And when you look forward 10 years from now, you have this whole new opportunity of the edge. So if you think about the edge, which people call differently, some people, for some people, edge means a data center, a point of presence. For some people, it means a jagged edge, which has sensors and compute running on those sensors, right? So if you look at the edge opportunity, I believe it's a hundred times bigger opportunity than the cloud that we see today. So one of the key things about, as I said, eFabric is it stands for edge fabric. And there is a reason for that. While the market of edge is evolving, we are positioning our technology to be squarely fitted in that world 
where most of your compute and storage and processing actually happens at the edge. And then you take a gist of all of that data, push it into a public cloud or a central data center, and start processing them to generate machine learning models that you can then deploy at the edge again. My sort of long-term thinking is the industry is headed towards cloud being pushed to the edge, and we want to be there as one of the first uh, pioneers. I'll give you a very simple example. Let's talk about, you know, if you're do, running a full HD you know, video surveillance or IP camera, right? You're talking about 2.5 megabits per second coming through from that IP camera. Now, if you imagine 85,000 locations where there would be five to six cameras each in the full capacity. Now, all of a sudden, edge becomes so important because there's no way humanly possible or you know, bandwidth-wise it's possible to push all this data into the cloud. So you've got to have hybrid process. So I think that's where you know, the industry is headed from a purely infrastructure perspective. Machine learning has a huge role to play as machine learning models can be built and gleaned on the cloud with broader data sets. But then the model needs to be pushed on the edge so that the alerting can happen faster, you know, law enforcement can get involved faster, or you know, even like in manufacturing, for example, you know, temperature, pressure sensors, you know, the alerts need to fire quickly enough that they can be acted upon. You know, if I were to look into my crystal ball, hybrid edge is where the future of infrastructure is. Let's talk a little bit about edge velocity and edge computing. Can you give our listeners a couple of thoughts on that? If I am sitting here in a room and you're sitting in the next room, if I were to send you a text message, it would go all the way to a data center thousands of miles away and come back to your room, which is right next door, right? So if you think about this model, this model is imperfect. I mean, no models are perfect, but if you think about this model, this is sort of the mainframe era of cloud. I think the broad PC era of cloud is yet to come, which is largely going to be dominated by a distributed cloud architecture that basically will send compute and storage to the locations that are nearest with the right kind of you know, uh, latency envelops, the right kind of security policies, and the right kind of segmentation of data itself. We are increasingly living in an environment where we talk about data provenance, like being able to prove where the data originated from, where it landed, whether it was encrypted at rest, whether it's secure in motion, all of that. And, you know, Europe has taken a big leap into this GDPR. Now, if you think about a distributed cloud model as opposed to a centralized cloud model, this becomes a lot more simpler to wrap your head around. Because now you can think in terms of not just mega data centers, but also think about how you can have a trail of provenance of data going from the smallest like data center sitting in an urban location to a suburban location to a central cloud, and this whole thing falls into a continuum. And there's no way you can do this without having an essentially distributed architecture for the cloud. The distribution aspect of cloud is an essential morphing of how we see cloud architecture today. And what we need in order to, I think, just survive in the future. I mean, we are talking about hundreds of trillions of devices in like 10 years, 15 years from now. That's huge. And these devices don't even look like PCs or servers. You know, they may be attached to your wrist. You know, they may be a, a chip sitting in your neck. You know, who knows? So, Suyash, can you give us some final thoughts and where we can find out more about Midfin Systems? Best place to look for what we offer is our website, midfinsystems.com. And if you do a Google search for Midfin System, you should be able to find a lot of resources around the different projects that we are involved in. 
as well as, you know, if you want to just take our technology fabric for a spin in a hybrid cloud sort of sandbox, then you can go to Microsoft Azure's portal. And from there, you can directly do a single sign-on from your Azure portal subscription directly into eFabric and test it out to start trying out eFabric. We also have you know, a microsite at the Intel website where we talk about our cloud as a cloud builder sort of participant. We have the eFabric details are also kept on the Intel Microsoft. Well, on behalf of Intel, uh, my name is Jake Smith. Uh, this has been Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud with CEO and founder of Midfin Systems, Suryash Sinha. It's been my distinct honor to have you, sir. Thanks, and you're always welcome back. Thank you very much, Jake. Really a pleasure, and uh, thanks for having me.